Good morning and welcome to another episode of Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Sunday's Leftovers. Uh, it's great to be back together in person with both of us this week as we head into episode 12 here. And first thing I want to say is, you know, welcome back from Africa. We prayed for you a lot over the past two weeks, and uh, we know God's, I'm sure, done some amazing things. Absolutely. It was an incredible few weeks. Uh, we had just a fascinating uh, team that God put together. Uh, there were 10 of us on our team, and uh, I think between us there were six or seven different churches represented. Uh, so it was a unique experience to serve with all these uh, different individuals and three that had never been to Africa uh, or to Gateway before. And so uh, I'm so happy to be back. Um, having that struggle of where you get in and you wake up early in the morning. I woke up at 3, 3.30 this morning wide awake, and I've been pretty much wide awake ever since. And so I'm just waiting for that uh, proverbial wall to hit uh, because right now in Africa, you know, it's 10 o'clock here, but it's really 6 p.m. there. Mm. And so the body's just taking a little bit to get adjusted back. But I'm so happy to be able to record this with you. Uh, missed out uh, uh, being with you last week. And so it's good to be here. Yeah, definitely. You know, we um, um, one of the funny things that I brought up on, on Sunday during the sermon was one of your posts talking about most of these kids had never seen a Frisbee before and y'all were teaching yeah. can jam and some stuff like that. So I can imagine what that looked like. Not even the kids, the adults as well. <laughs> I was, I, I, you know, I love can jam. It's a fun game. I've been able to take a, a set with me almost to every country we go to, to do mission work at. Uh, but, um, we got there, I took a couple of sets and I was asking the adults about it and they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, frisbee flying disc you know and they're like no idea and so it was so much fun to teach these kids uh and to watch them just get the hang of it and have fun throwing a frisbee and then uh learning that game well we did a sports camp while we were there and it's the first time i've ever done something like that i've wanted to for years and years and years i love doing vbs but when the kids get a little bit older i, I want to do something else and and to be able to teach some foundational things such as teamwork um, you know, lessons you can learn from losing. Mm. That was a big day that we had. We scrimmaged and we talked about the importance of, you know, learning from uh, losses in life and mm. struggles in life and challenges mm. in life, which all these kids have and face. So uh, it was really, really a blessing to be able to to be there for uh, the couple of weeks that we were there and and to take part in all of it. You know, it's uh, you mentioned the whole losing thing and stuff like that. It reminds me of a quote I've heard in the last couple of days, and it, um, I don't remember exactly who said the quote, but it just popped into my head and talked about that. Uh, oftentimes in life, um, we learn the most when we fail, and when we fail often. And you know, I think that ties in exactly kind of what we were talking about on Sunday of being doers of the word sure. and and jumping into that a little bit because. You know, what's awesome to me is, you know, seven different churches represented among 10 people of each of these people being doers of the word and going to Africa and, and being a part of, of everything you guys were doing there. And, and uh, you know, so often when we are doers of the word, it doesn't mean we're going to get it right 100% of the time. Right. It doesn't mean that we're going to do it exactly the way it's supposed to. So I think that that understanding that we're going to lose at times, we're going to fail, we're going to fail often when it comes to being doers of the word. 
is something that we have to grasp grasp and be okay with. Yeah, we as a church have got this false identity of like we are going to do everything right and well and succeed every time. And sometimes that has to do with not being able to hear God. I, I preached about that before I left, you know, mm. hearing God, listening for God. And sometimes we think we hear God, but what we hear is what we want, mm. and it doesn't work out. And you're absolutely right. Growth is a constant or should be a constant no matter where you're at on your spiritual journey with Christ. And that's why grow is in kind of we're no grow go. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we we stand upon, you know, knowing who Christ is and helping others know, but also to grow in it and to continue with that. And it took me a long time to understand it wasn't just good enough knowing who this Jesus character was. It wasn't just good enough going to church on a Sunday or a weekday. There was an actual calling to my life. There were things that I needed to do. And I love the, the scripture and, and the phrase, you know, in word and deed, mm. in word and deed. And so, mm -hmm. in other words, not only what we say we're going to do, but we need to back it up with what we do. Not only in the word of God that we read and learn and maybe commit to memory. I love the illustration you gave from the, the Swindoll book. It was great. Mm, yeah. uh, but, you know, how we put that into action matters. And... I think I think God's looking for that in the church today. I think that's why the church is falling a little bit flat. Um, maybe not all over the world, but definitely here in the United States, we, we've gotten kind of comfortable, complacent. And I think we're good at hearing, but we're not always quick to do because there's other things that need to be done first. And I think when it comes to, to hearing the word, when studying the word ourselves as a part of that hearing the word, we sometimes do it in order to, to kind of check a, uh, check a box off yeah. on, Oh, okay. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, studying the word. But then we do nothing with what the word says. Right. We do nothing to change. We do nothing to, to go out and do what it's telling us to do or asking us to do. And we get ourselves in trouble because we we're like, Oh, okay. Well, I go to church on Sundays. I heard the word. Um, now let me jump back into my busy work schedule, my busy life schedule with my family, my busy schedule here, and we completely forget about that word that we just heard. Sure. I think church, the word church, means different things to different people, and that's mm. not bad. Uh, I'm not saying that's bad. Uh, a lot of times I hear people refer to church as my time to refill my gas tank. You know, the week is long, it's a hard road, and when I get to Sunday, I need my tank refilled. And I, I, I love that analogy. I, I think it fits, and I think that's part of what the church should do. But it also should be a good kick in the in the fanny to say, go and, and do what I'm calling you to do. Our God is a transformative God. And we forget that. So if there's not areas of our lives that are being transformed, if we're not transforming our marriages, if we're not transforming our relationships with our children, not we don't start out being perfect. None of us will ever start out that way, and, and probably none of us will ever finish no. that way in any no. of these areas. But we should be transforming through them. And as we transform through them, what we do is we take this Word of God, we take um, this witness that surrounds us, and we start to live it out in a little bit different ways. And it just starts to show who God is more and more. Uh, a doer is is who I want to be, you know. Mm. It's like uh, <clears throat> I, when you get to God, you know, and he says, well, who were you when I gave you this time on earth? You know, what's your answer going to be, you know? And mm -hmm. 
I, I think the appropriate answer is I just hope to be a good servant. I just hope that I noticed more times that I didn't what you wanted me to do in the moment and that I was able to do it. You know, there's um, the things that we do sometimes and putting what we hear into application. I remember this scene from a TV show a, a while back, and I don't remember exactly what TV show it was, but uh, they were all in this car, and there are a bunch of, of, of really smart scientists that are driving around. It might have been Big, big Bang Theory or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But they're driving down the road, and the car starts to break down. And they're sitting there, and they're like, uh, how many, uh, like, who knows a lot about internal combustion engines? And all four of them are like, yeah, we know a ton about internal combustion engines. And then it's, but do any of us know how to work on an internal combustion engine? And they're like, no, not at all. You know, it's one of those things where um, you can say if you love guitar and you study guitars, you study everything about a guitar, uh, the makeup of a guitar, how it works, even visually look at different things to, to learn the chords and stuff, but never actually pick up a guitar. Right. You're not really doing a whole lot. And I think of it when it comes to, to sports as well. If you practice and practice and practice with these sports, but or you never, read about the exact way and rules of it. Yeah. And, but never actually do them. Are you really doing a whole lot? Instead, we've, we've, we've taken that, scenario of we wouldn't do that in a whole lot of other areas of our life but for whatever reason when it comes to church when it comes to our faith we hear it we hear it we hear it and a lot of times we don't maybe we do a little bit with it but not enough yeah and it doesn't have to be over complicated I'll, I'll take this story from the trip that we just did we were doing a soccer camp there and for those of you who know I, I love football soccer and um, have season tickets to Atlanta United. I'm getting ready for the first game on the 27th mm-hmm. to, to start up. And as we were teaching this, we had some uh, um, teachers there at the school with us, and they were watching us pretty intently. And I thought, oh gosh, they're they're going to come down on us about <laughs> stuff, you know, because these guys could legit play. Exactly. Some of them then played on uh, small club teams and different things. That's what they do. Uh, and we were there, and the, the head teacher came up to, to me and another guy there named Paul. What's up, Paul? Um, and he was like, you know what we don't always do well in Kenya? And I was like, uh-oh, where is this story going? Because I'm not liking the way it's starting, because I thought it was going to be a cultural thing that we maybe have done wrong. But he said, we don't always give the best instructions. Sometimes we give too varied, too vague instructions. And what he he said was like, what I've learned from you two this morning, he's like, you guys are very good coaches. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we are. No, he was, <laughs> he was like, you give short, precise instructions. And once they learn that, mm. then you add on to it. And he was like, that's something that, that we need to do a better job of here at our school, you know, and not, and he actually told the teachers in front of all of us, you know, this is the way that I've, I've seen it in the kid's they catch it because they can handle it. Sometimes we're trying to force so much. Mm. We're trying to, to fix or to do things that are so vague. Like, I, I, I want to feed the world. <laughs> what a great statement. <laughs> exactly. I mean, don't we all want to feed the world? Mm-hmm. I don't want there to be any starving children or puppies or, you know. And, and, and that is a great, great 
feeling and, and idea. But the thing is, is how do you start doing that? Mm. You know, how can you start? You know, we as a church recently did last month in January, the um, Rise Against Hunger. Yeah. And we made over 10,000 meals and we stripped that out. Now, look, there's still going to be hungry people in the world today, but that was a start. And that's a way you can tap into your local food banks, mm-hmm. you know, helping hands here in Paulding County. It's a huge thing that you can give to. And so you can have aspirations, but sometimes we need short, precise ideas and instructions on how to do that. And when we talk about being hearers and doers, you know, we we have to start somewhere. Yeah. So. One, one of the things that, you know, kind of dives into that a little bit is is just thinking about the fact of, because you're right, we, we tend to take a broad spectrum of, I want to feed the world. Or, or I remember back a number of years ago um, when I first learned a lot about uh, IJM, the International Justice Mission, Absolutely, and, yeah. and slavery worldwide. I'm like, yes. man, we need to end slavery worldwide. And then I'm like, but I can't do that necessarily myself. You remember we hosted um, oh, yeah. kind of an event where we did something together. That was so many years ago. It was such a cool event to allow people to kind of walk through an example of mm-hmm. what some of these lives of, of kids are in this world. I, that, you know, I'm obviously stuck on that because that's been my life for the past two weeks. Yeah. Is a reality check of what I have and what other people around the world have, mm-hmm. and it, it's a guilty feeling. And when we look at being a doer, it's important to our spiritual faith and growth and journey. Um, and there's consequences to that. And, yeah. And you mentioned the James scripture, and I'm a huge James fan. My favorite scripture uh, in the Bible, I will always say, comes from the book of James. And it's not that particular one because that one's one twenty-two. You got to go a little bit ahead of that uh, to be get to mind. But that's not where I'm going to go. But it, it brings a good point about the importance of it. If we say we're a believer, then we got to hear and do what God's calling mm. us to do. And there's consequences to not doing that. Mm. And that's kind of where I, I your week before message about you know truth. Yeah is important because a lot of us want to just get through the day. God didn't create this world for us just to get through the day. No, not at all. He created a world for us to really invest in and transform into. And so uh, I think that's, that's a scary thing, but it's also an important thing on that because, you know, we, we've got to obey who God is it's a, it's a harsh warning in the book of Matthew where it talks about this, where people will come up and they'll be like, hey, I'm here to get in those gates. And God's like, I don't know who you are. Mm. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I, I did this or I did that. I, yeah. I did. And, and, he, and it's just like, you, you, you never knew me. What a tragic part of Scripture, but a truth woven within it, a warning to us. To not be so focused on all these other worldly things that we get there and we're like, hey, let's get this party going. I can hear they're playing my song, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, I don't want to get bounced at the gate by Jesus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to get bounced by Jesus. You know, it's it's interesting you say that that way that um, because I thought of this the analogy the other day and, and something I didn't bring up in the sermon that I thought is, um, you know, right after that scripture where it talks about not to be just hearers, but doers of the word right. talks about 
the man looking in the mirror and seeing what he looks like and then walking away and forgetting. And it made me think about, we also have to make sure we're looking into the right mirror. Right. Because we can start to get truth and hear stuff from all these different sources that aren't necessarily the word of God and start piecing together this mirror that we want to see, the reflection we want to see, as opposed to the actual mirror of truth. And we end up doing things based off on our own mirror, or just like you said a couple of weeks ago in your sermon, hearing what we want to hear instead of what's actually from God. Right. And we start doing things based off of what we want and not the actual truth of God's word. And, and I think sometimes we look into the wrong mirror for that. We're not necessarily looking in the mirror of the truth of God's word. Instead, we're looking at the mirror we've created. So while you were preaching um, this Sunday, uh, eight hours earlier, I guess. <laughs> Something I was like preaching, that, right? Yeah, yeah. I would have been preaching at a little church um, in Creecho, Kenya, and was so blessed to be asked, you know, to speak. Um, so I, I got up there, and I kind of had edited a, a message that I'd done uh, right before I left about hearing, because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, hey, this this goes where everybody, every, you know, everybody needs to be able to hear God. And I kind of edited it more in the context of where I was at, uh, because, you know, the people there worked so hard. Mm. I mean, just, they work and do, so. there's a strength there that is just unbelievable. Um, so, but I was listening to their preacher speak a little bit before, and he was talking a little bit about the story of, of Ruth and Naomi and, and what it meant. And so as I was listening to him, you know, the spirit was kind of saying, I know you've got kind of what you have there, but this is kind of another area you yeah. might need to go. And so we get up there, and I, I get up there, and I start speaking, and, and we started talking about, um, you know, Naomi. And I started talking about, you know, um, her being called Myra, mm. you know, and their pastor had mentioned that as well. And the Myra meant bitterness mm-hmm. and how I remember, um, my daughter's face when she first tried a lemon. And, you know, I, I think <laughs> most parents go through that, you know, yeah. you just kind of want to see, maybe it's yeah. a little bit mean, but it's a rite of passage. <laughs> exactly. And every once in a blue moon, you have that one kid who likes it and that's the ones you got to watch out for, but <laughs> I digress. So, but you know, they ha- how they had that face, that, that face that you have, you know, it's, it's just, you're squinched up and you're, mm-hmm. you tighten every muscle in your body when mm-hmm. you get something sour like that and, or bitter like that. And I said, there's so many of us who have dealt with difficult situations in our life that we're walking around just, we're quenched up like that. With, uh, we're bitter. We're Myra. You know, just that is who we are. And some of us have gotten really good at, you know, putting on a different face, but on the inside still being tightened mm. and walking around in our faith. And that stops us from hearing God and also doing what God calls us to do. Mm. You know, mm. and the, the church has to be careful about that. Big time. We're, we're, we skirt really close to that line sometimes where we will judge somebody where we're not called to judge. Yep. And we are here to to be something more and something different. And that's part of the reason we started Faith Community Church. 
it, look, I mean, God knows what we will be. Exactly. But all I want us to do is step one step in front of the other and to be this doers, just not hearers. Um, so, yeah. It's it's one of those things to where um, you're right, that the church tends to, uh, we're very much, we, we a lot of times will say we want to be doers of the word. And then when it comes to situations or people that are different than what we're used to, we kind of change that tone a little bit, sometimes even unintentionally. But like, we're good as being doers in this situation as long as you look like us, act like us. You meet our list of requirements. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But if sure. you come in and it, you're in a crazier situation or something like that, sometimes we tend to, to I don't know, not carry out that word as well of 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 loving everyone no we, matter we what. We decide who deserves what amount. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't say that I've never done it. I, I strive mm. not to do that. Mm. Uh, I will not sit here and say, oh, I've never done that because that would be a lie. Exactly. Whether it was intentional or unintentional. But what I can say is that the church has to stop, and that's not us as FCC. That's the church globally. Mm-hmm. We have to stop, you know, um, having our list of requirements about who deserves forgiveness and who doesn't. Yeah. The the gospel is not for us to decide who accepts it, who's presented to or anything like that. It's for us to share it with everyone. And, um, you know, you hear one of the things I've, I've started doing more recently is, is trying to keep a little bit of, um, a little bit of cash in my, in my car, just Mm -hmm. so that way when I see somebody out struggling or something like that, you know, even a a few dollars to them. And, and a lot of it has to do with, I used to be one of those types. I'd be like, man, it's probably the decisions they made and choices they made that ended that got them into this situation. And I don't want to contribute to that. Right. Instead of saying, you know what? I need to help pick that person up while they're down, whether it was their decisions and choices that got them into that spot or not, or whether they, you know, um, I heard it said one time, five minutes of, of stupid. And (laughs) every single one of us has those moments whether we're Christians or not, we have those moments that we are, we are going to fall down. We are going to mess up in certain ways. And as the church, to be doers of the word, we need to be there when our fellow Christians do fall down and help pick them up again. Right, right. We're really quick, as long as everything's good, as long as the, you know, the yay, yay, uh, welcome, welcome. But then when life gets hardest, and I never understood that. You know, uh, Christians will turn from the church when they they mm. start to face obstacle face obstacles, and and that's the time you should be turning to the church. And the church, in return, sometimes turns the back. Certainly, and we've got to stop that. We all fall short to the glory of the Lord. That's probably the most quoted scripture out of my mouth than any from the Book of Romans. We all fall short to the glory of the Lord. And and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, how much money you put in your offering basket. At the end of the week, we all fall short to the glory of the Lord. And we have to be better about uh, accepting, you know, opportunity for growth and forgiveness in our life. I know it's not always easy. I know no. it's a much easier no. thing said than done. But that's who we're called to be. 
we're called to be those people that extend our extend that hand of the gospel and extend kindness and love to people that don't necessarily think like us at times, you know, it, it, um, and there are, I know of so many different people that are down right now for so many different reasons and just, just struggling. And that's a time for us to, to really reach out to them and help, help pull them back into, to what God has for them, because it's easy for you to, to lose some of that faith when you're going through a difficult situation, when you're going through something that that's really trying, really taxing on you and your family and stuff. And, um, you know, one of the things, and I'll say a little bit about this right now is like, we've had a group of people in our church that have stepped up for this compassion team. And I know quite a few families within our community that have benefited greatly just from, the simple cards and stuff that they've sent out to them that have said, you know what, there, there is someone and there's a church out there, uh, that cares about me in this situation right now. Um, and to help pick them up. And it, it's something that we don't do enough of with each other is we don't, we don't encourage people enough. We don't encourage each other enough. We don't pick people up enough. You want to use a spiritual gift, use a spiritual gift of encouraging somebody. Mm. And I mean, I know that we all have different spiritual gifts, but dang it, we all have the ability to give some hope and some love and some encouragement out to somebody. If if you if you're a believer, then that's something that we have to be doing. Speaking of that, you know, I got this great text message while I was in Africa. I know you were on it as well about a, a new ministry mm, that is going yeah, to be starting time. here and. We're being really, I don't want to say selective. We're a very young church. You know, we have very limited resources. God's being good to us. But we want to be very intentional about where we focus our things and and our energies and time Mm -hmm. and people to. You know, the Compassion Team is is an incredible, great. I mean, in fact, it's so good, I've just kind of stepped back and said, (laughs) you guys go. I'm here if you need any advice, need to talk or whatever. I'll deliver you know, just let me know. But they 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 are doing so much more with it than I would ever be able mm-hmm. to put my time and energy into. And that led to this idea. Um, uh, it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a long name, uh, but it's uh, Magnolia's, uh, Magnolia's Mature and Godly Women uh, group, which is a, kind of a, a support encouragement group of um, ladies who can get together and, and deal with some of the the difficulties. I know a lot of it came from the idea of, um, you know, widows who are battling mm. a lot of different things and, and struggles and challenges. But um, I know that they are going to have their first gathering here at a Faith Community Church on March 20th, right after church. So, um, you know, I'll get some more information about that. Maybe we'll have a guest speaker talk about that before it comes up. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That, uh, that will give us a little bit more idea of that. But this is going to be a, a great way to, to look and say, okay, because we get knocked down in this world. Uh, there's just no other way to put it. And so, and sometimes we don't have the strength to, to pick ourselves up. And, and I think that's why God gave us a community to have somebody reach out a hand and say, hey, brother, sister, I'm here. Let me let me help. And we, we have gotten too independent in our lives. Mm. And a lot of that, it has to go with our spiritual lives. We're independent believers. And what I mean by that is we'll, we'll 
we'll include God when we get to a point where we need him. Mm. That's not what a believer is. That's not what a believer does. So we've got to get over that that formation of it that's so widespread in our recent culture. Yeah, we, we for whatever reason, we feel like we have to um, take care of our situations or difficulties by ourselves without sure. any outside assistance. Yeah. And when life's perfect, then... I'll go to church. Yeah, exactly. Or I'll give my life over to God. And and I'm like, what are you talking? It's sort of like when I used to say when my wife and I were young, married, and, and you know, we were like, when when everything is, when we have enough money, mm. that's when we'll have kids. Or when we had, you know, we would always put our parameters around it. Yeah. And the reality is it doesn't work like that. That's no, it doesn't. That's not the way it happens. It is not the way it works. And, um... You know, another thing, I'm, I'm glad you brought up, you know, the uh, that ministry there for women, but um, another event we have coming up that's a big-time thing to, to help build one another up yeah. is our med- marriage retreat coming up March 18th and 19th. Yes! And it's, uh, and I know we keep saying this over and over, but Chris and I are not the speakers. We're not the ones here to discuss it with you. This is a different group that's coming in and we're just hosting this right, event. Right, right. So listen, you're like, man, that sounds awesome. I wish my church was doing that. Get your church to do it. Exactly. Uh, come on. We're, we're hosting the event, uh, but we have a group coming in from Macon, Georgia. It's called the North Point Christian Counseling Center. And I've worked with them before. They are funny. They are real. They help you see your spouse in a different light and way. And so you can sign up on our Facebook page, on our website page. Shoot, you can look up North Point Christian Counseling out of uh, Macon, Georgia. Go to their site and sign up for mm-hmm. it. And it will make all the difference. If you want to sponsor a couple or sponsor half a couple or sponsor a whole table, we invite you to do that. You can get in touch with me and Freeman. We'll help get that situated. Here's the deal is that it's, it's going to be a beautiful weekend that weekend. I just have that feeling. And there's going to be so many reasons why you shouldn't do that. And I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if we'll ever do it again. This might be the one and only time we ever do this. Here. Now, I hope we do. <laughs> but I don't know that. Yeah, it's very you true. You know, how many times do we do something in the church and we're like, oh, that was awesome. We're going to do it every year. And then it just, life mm-hmm. happens and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. This uh, organization is being so gracious to travel and to come and to lead this for us. So we definitely want a good showing for this, not to boost our egos, but to boost the relationships in our community. And it doesn't matter if you say your your relationship's on the mountaintop right now, you know, great, awesome, you should be here. Say you are struggling even being in the same room with your spouse. Great, you should be here. Say you're not married yet. Mm. But you're thinking you're you're engaged and you're on that path, and you should be here. And uh, no matter where you're at, I, I think everybody will get a blessing from it. You know, um, kind of to wrap up what we've talked about today in relation to that, as well as you know, we hear all the time about marriages falling apart, marriages struggling, marriages this or that. Even within the church, we even within Christians, this is a chance not just to hear that, but to do something about it. Wow. To actually put into action um, a way to where all you got to do is set aside some time on a Friday evening and a Saturday yeah, till like three o'clock. You. We're going to give you snacks. Yeah. it's going to be great. And here's a chance for you to actually do something about 
something you know is a problem, something that you're struggling with, something that, because marriage is not easy. No. By any means. And this is a chance for you to grow more in your marriage while growing independently in God and growing together as a couple. Yeah. I love that you said marriage isn't easy because talk about difficult, hard truths. Mm. That's one of them. Mm. And it's not. But man, I, I miss my wife incredibly over this time in Africa. Uh, while I was there and, and working, you know, she was she was with me. And I know that in prayer and support. Mm. And I just can't imagine life, you know, without that type of support. So we really want you to invest into this. And, and it's going to be worth it. Before we cut off, I guess, are we already kind of where I'm winding down, right? Yeah. We're, oh, man. We've we're gone about, over a little bit, but been, it'll be fun. I felt like we just started. <laughs> it uh, certainly feels like So that. for those of you listening, I'm going to give you a, a, a clue to uh, my sermon coming up this week. I'm going to show Freeman a picture. So what's my sermon about? A light on a path? Yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's very vague. I took so many great, incredible pictures in Africa. And if you didn't know better, you would say, oh, this is one where he's walking down a certain way and, and the phone accidentally took a picture. You know how you get those pocket yeah, shots exactly, and stuff? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, oh, that's one of those. But no, it was intentional. And so I invite you Sunday to come and to hear about uh, the, the, the past couple of weeks that we had in Africa and what God kind of showed me on that, on that trip. And, um, maybe it'll, it'll mean something to, to the rest of you there as well. That something you've, you've struggled with maybe at times, uh, but also the glory of God when you finally see it. So cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been great to be back with you this week and, and to be with you guys again this week. And we look forward to, to getting back in touch with you next week after we hear what is going on with that crazy picture he just showed thanks, me. Thanks. But, let us pray out of here. Yeah, I let's do I, that. I think this, man, it went by super quick. Um, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we mean just that for today. Because Lord, uh, allow us not to take a day for granted. Far too often, we're so busy, we're so chaotic, Lord, that we forget to stop and look and see um, where you're at and, and where you're leading us. So Lord, allow us to hear you. But in hearing you, Lord, allow us to be brave enough, Lord, uh, courageous enough to, to follow you and to be doers as well. And until we can uh, see you and meet all together again, Lord, we just thank you for uh, the moment that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so we hope to see you guys next week. And I hope you liked some of our Sunday leftovers. <laughs>